Jingle bells, jingle bells. <laughs> 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 a little bit of some music to, 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 you know, get us out there. I don't know. No, c'est ce que je disais. Oui, voilà, c'est bâti, c'est la blague. Après tout, tout est beau. Il n'y a qu'à s'intéresser aux choses et les trouver belles. Time has come. Catherine Bigelow! This and some of the other nice things that have happened to me in the last couple of days may turn me into some sort of hopeful optimist and ruin my whole life. Spoil? <laughs> Did he spoil me? No. I remember quite clearly it was 1946 and I was four years old. My mother took me to see King Vidor's Duel in the Sun. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. Babel, Alejandro Gonzalez Iñárritu. Uh, I'm a man. Well, nobody's perfect. Al film italiano Deserto Rosso di Michelangelo. It's just that all men are sure it never happened to them, and most women at one time or another have done it, so you do the math. Three artists in the presentation of the Palm Door. Adele, Leah, and Abdel, 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 Hi everybody, welcome to a very Christmassy Filmotomy podcast. This is uh, episode 55 and on today's podcast we're joined by two special guests. Joining me from uh, all the way in Texas is Ryan. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on. No problem at all. We're glad to have you on with us and also joining me uh, from from the UK um, is the wonderful Lucy. Hi, how are you doing? Yeah, we're good. Good. All feeling very Christmassy, both of you. Both of you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I am actually. I'm in the mood. <laughs> I'm in the festive mood, so that's good for once. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've done all my online shopping, so I'm in the mood. Yeah. Now I've just got to get to the lab. Right, yeah. <laughs> and well, I've got two regulars who are also joining me today. I've got the wonderful Doug. Happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays to you, Doug. And uh, not last but not least is Jonathan. Hello and Merry Christmas to everyone who's listening to to our podcast today. Merry Christmas, one and all. Uh, <laughs> 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 a little bit of jingle bells going on, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it's all right. Robin will edit some Christmas sounds into it. He's He loves that sort of stuff. I bet he's got a whole catalogue of christmas sounds that he sound clips that he's <laughs> dying to use so uh, <laughs> uh expect lots of ho ho ho's and now i have a machine gun ho, ho, ho. Uh, yeah right let's get into it so today's topic is going to be discussing what makes a christmas movie uh so uh yeah let's get the question out of the way is Die Hard a Christmas film? <laughs> Who wants to go first and answer this? I think it's only fair we get our guests to answer first. So, Ryan, is Die Hard a Christmas film? Hell yeah, it's a Christmas movie. I <laughs> mean, it's it, there's there's no other answer for it. It's set at Christmas time. It has those great Christ, uh, Christmas values, you know, saving your family and being with your family, um, sacrificing everything, Um 
having to fight a lot of evil. I feel like when, you know, down here in the States, when we go to Black Friday, we're fighting a lot of evil <laughs> in terms of the sales. So, um, you know, terrorism, sure. You know, hostage negotiation sounds great for Christmas. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's, I think the thing about Christmas movies to me, honestly, is they have to be really entertaining and um, they have to, I don't necessarily buy into the whole it has to have like this perfect Christmas message or, you know, it has to have like jingle bells or like a, you know, whatnot. I think Christmas movies are whatever makes you happy during the holidays. And I think they also have to be set primarily in the month of December. And it totally checks that box off. It's my, one of the films that I watch, even the sequel too, Die Hard 2, um, is set on Christmas as well. And so there's. So that franchise to me is just a lot of fun, and then even in three, it's not set in Christmas, which it should have been, mm-hmm. and just kept the continuity going. Um, but those are two films that I put on a lot during the holiday season. So yeah, it's totally a Christmas movie. It's one where you can sit around with the whole family, just uh, cover their ears with a uh, yippee ki <laughs> You know, that's all. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, that's very convincing. Very convincing. Lucy, what about you? Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I think Ryan absolutely hit the nail on the head with that one. It's just, it's fun, it's entertaining, it's set at Christmas, so it's a Christmas film, case closed. <laughs> you know, it's just good fun, and I love to watch it at Christmas. I love to watch it with my family. It's a very family-friendly movie about <laughs> fighting, fighting evil and whatnot, if you just admit the swearing. But, you know, it's, it's a good film, and it's a Christmas film. and I, I won't have any other argument, I'm sorry. I just think it's a Christmas film. Okay. But who doesn't swear with their with who doesn't swear with their family at Christmas? I mean, come on. Actually, honestly. yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I flipping do. Oh, hey. uh, that was like the censored version of me swearing. Um, Jonathan is Die Hard a Christmas film? You know what? Uh, thinking about this, te- well, even though Die Hard didn't technically come out at Christmas, because it was it came out. Uh, in July, I still consider it to be a Christmas film because, again, it's set during the ho- during the holidays. Uh, but what I think what I uh, want to enjoy most is that up until this point, uh, I have an idea of a uh, the idea of a Christmas movie is stuff like about themes of togetherness and family. You know, being you know just kind of being grateful for what you have, like uh, like Home Alone or The Family Stone or mm. most the classic It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, or giving back, uh, practicing kindness, like with a Christmas Carol. Uh, this one, I, what I enjoy most is that it, it it's this uh, it's this retort to this idea of goodwill towards men and this idea of being kind of, uh, of being you know happy at this time because our character John McClane is going through a divorce. Uh, his wife pretty much doesn't really want anything to do with him. Uh, he's only out here uh, on kind of on, I think it was business for someone in L.A. Uh, so he's not really feeling the Christmas spirit. And I love that it's the antithesis to that. Uh, and as he's you know kind of fighting off fighting off uh, terrorists. Uh, it's in a sense. It's it, it, it's a bit of a journey that I don't know if it restores his faith in the holidays, but he does uh, end up saving a lot, and he ends up saving a bunch of people from from otherwise what would be uh, them getting their heads blown off during uh, you know during this time of year. 
Mm. And, and plus, it's just it, it's just a lot of fun to uh, hear Bruce Willis and the late Alan Rickman kind of going back and forth with uh, their yeah, ban with yeah. their banter. But but yes, Die Hard is I I definitely consider it to be a Christmas film. And Doug, last but not least, <laughs> yeah, I mean I I I guess I can see both sides of the argument because I think when a lot of people who probably aren't a huge fan of Die Hard look at it from the outside, they just see an action movie and that doesn't fall into the typical Christmas movie tropes. So therefore, it just gets declared not a Christmas movie because, you know, it's, it's not your traditional, uh, jolly. It's not, it's not really about Christmas per se. It's a film that takes place at Christmas. And I think a lot of people that probably aren't the biggest fan of the movie itself Mm. just dismiss that because it doesn't, it doesn't hit those same beats that they're, they're probably their favorite Christmas movies do. So I, I guess I can understand that argument, but you know, if it's if you think it's a Christmas movie, why not? I, you know, that not everything has to fall into a fit into a box to be classified something. If you if you look at it that way, then I don't I don't have a problem with that. I've never had, but it seems like every year around this time, this argument comes up. There's <laughs> you know polls conducted and think pieces done and articles and. Twitter arguments, and it, it, it seems to be coming up again and again. I think I was just doing some research into it. Uh, last Christmas, CNN's Jake Tapper actually tweeted the screenwriter to kind of get his opinion, and he tweeted back and said, yes, it's a Christmas movie. I think it's a Christmas movie. So mm. for me, if the screen, the person who actually wrote it has that opinion, to me that's pretty definitive that, that, that's, that's, that was his intention and that's how he looks at it. So... To me, that's kind of like case closed. Mm-hmm. My only thing is, is like there's certain Christmas films that you can only watch at a Christmas period, mm. at, at Christmas time. Whereas Die Hard is one of those films that you can watch any time of the year. It doesn't mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. matter. So like, say It's a Wonderful Life is really a film that you can really only watch. I, I, I don't want to deta- dictate what people can do, but it's almost <laughs> a, yeah, you can only watch it at Christmas and that's it, or else I'll come and get you uh, and you get thrown in jail. <laughs> um, no, but there's certain, I don't know, maybe like <sighs> Elf, I don't think you can really watch Elf at any other point of time than Christmas. I don't know. And those are the movies that, you know, the TV networks will show at Christmas time because they know they know that people want to see them then and they'll or they'll re-release them in a special Blu-ray DVD edition, whatever, because they know that that's the time when people like to watch them. Whereas if they did that, if you saw Love Actually on television, on you know, in April or, or, or another time of year, it would seem a little bit odd. Mm, mm. But Die Hard, you can watch any time. It's that, that that sort of movie, isn't it, really? Um, I suppose Jonathan picked up on a, a sort of a good point about anti-Christmas Christmas movies. <laughs> um, aside from Die Hard, is there any other examples of an anti-anti... It's really hard to say, anti-Christmas Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think of uh, John Landis' film Trading Places. There's a couple. There's a big segment of that film where it's set at Christmas time. It's right around when the switch happens between Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy. And I think I don't think of that film as a Christmas movie, but I know that it pops up a lot around this time. 
Um, and especially over here, like it's on TV. I saw it the other day. Um, and that's not necessarily a Christmas movie in my head. But there's like a, a New Year's party in it. There's uh, on on the train when uh, the whole um, when they're all dressing up in costumes and whatnot. There's the the Christmas elements um, in there as well. I, I didn't really think of that film being like a holidays film, but it, it kind of is at times uh, for big segments. So I would I would I was thinking about it, you know, in terms of what would I consider a, a Christmas movie that I wouldn't traditionally think of it. You know, like something like Polar Express recently or or Elf, like as you mentioned, are probably more Christmas films or Love Actually that we constitute as Christmas movies for this time in this time era. But Trading Places would be kind of one for me where I was like, yeah, I guess that is kind of a holiday film upon rewatch, though it's not big on like the holiday part of it. I mean, mm. and so. Yeah, I mean, there's, I, I suppose it's, there's also like A Nightmare Before Christmas now is that. Mm. Is that a Christmas movie? Well, now like you're starting another be, argument. You could do Halloween. The thing I like about that is that it, you can do that at Halloween and you can do it at mm-hmm. Christmas because they it works both, both. They, they because mm-hmm. they they both work because they work both ways. They, they maybe Gremlins would Gremlins count? Yeah. Interesting. Like yeah. one of those anti yeah. ones. Yeah, I mean, especially with that really morbid tale. <laughs> you don't get any more depressing than that at Christmas. Really. Uh, <laughs> Firemen came and broke through the chimney top, and me and Mom were expecting them to pull out a dead cat or a bird, and instead they pulled out my father. He was dressed in a Santa Claus suit. He'd been climbing down the chimney on Christmas Eve, his arms loaded with presents. He was going to surprise us. He slipped and broke his neck, died instantly. And that's how I found out there was no Santa Claus. I got maybe one or two anti-thesis Christmas movies. Uh, One is... One I didn't care for, but I know it's it's out there. Uh, Krampus. Oh That's, god! Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I forgot that movie existed. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we all did. We all I was blissfully ignorant until now. <laughs> yeah, I, I was not a fan. I, like, yeah, a Christmas horror film. It's it's an interesting mm-hmm. concept, and this 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 German kind of folklore character that goes around, you know, killing people is interesting. Mm. Execution wise, it's like, eh, eh, I, I, I've, eh, it's, it's, it's nothing special. The other one I'd say would be um, Iron Man three. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, really, because really, because it, 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 it's set around because it's set during um, holiday, six yeah, months after after uh, the event <laughs> of um, the Battle of New York, and it takes place at Christmas. It takes place at Christmas time, and it's not. And again, it's not. It, it it's Shane Black kind of kind of doing what he did with Lethal Weapon is that it, in, he, the setting is Christmas, but it's really a story. It's the story where Stark kind of uh, goes kind of goes inward and has to uh, protect the people he loves from uh, the man from <laughs> Mandarin. And at the end, it, it fits into that Christmas mold because he does sacrifice. He decides to 
there's things because of the themes of t- of uh, being together with your loved ones, and for the sake of Pepper, and because he wants to be with her, he uh, destroys all of his Iron Man suits and gives up being Iron Man in order to, you know, be with in order to start to have a fulfilling relationship with uh, Pepper Potts. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Maybe you've convinced <laughs> me. I'm not. I'm not too sure, but. I've been thinking about this over the last couple of years, and I don't know about you guys, but I feel like Star Wars has started becoming Christmas movies in my house. Is because that because of, the, of because of the four, because of the, the fact that Force, episode Force, seven and eight and Rogue out, One and Rogue and, One and Rogue One came out during Christmas, right? Yeah, I mean, I I mean, we all see those pretty beautiful red, green, blue lights out there and what do I think about when I think of red, green and blue lights nowadays is is lightsabers. <laughs> to be honest with you guys. I, I think I should stop or go when I see uh red and, and green lights. But you know, that's just personally me. That's that's true. Probably. <laughs> but I mean I've over the last couple of years, uh, obviously not this year, um, but we will get it again next year around this time, is Star Wars has become part of that holiday experience, I think, for everyone, especially over here. I mean, the last three Christmases, I have spent it in a theater watching the franchise that I think we all grew up with and loved kind of come back into our lives. And I've seen it with family members. I've seen it with my wife. I've seen it by myself, and I've seen it by myself, and over and over and over again. Uh, Regardless of all the hate of The Last Jedi, I think it's an amazing film, and and I and it's n- not one I think of necessarily when we think about Christmas movies, but they're starting to fall into that line of like I was wondering like this year are we going to get one? And obviously we got Solo in the summer, and I was kind of bummed about that because it's kind of become the last couple of years tradition. To be honest with you, so you're well, saying if Solo came out Christmas, it would be a better film than. When it came no, out. I would no, no. Probably not. Hot no, it's not even a question. <laughs> no. Uh, well, no, there's not even no. But it would maybe it would have made me feel a little bit less volatile on the film. I guess I would have been a little bit more forgiving. Well, uh, do we consider the Christmas movies because of the setting, or just do we consider them Christmas movies because they come out, you know, during the week of leading up to Christmas? Because if, we're gonna, because if we're thinking about that route, then I would say one of my favorite Christmas movies that I watch pretty much every single year, like Clockwork, would be the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Oh, yeah. 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 I was about oh. to say that. And I consider that to be kind of... It, it's just an annual tradition I do every... Mm. Just about, just about every, every year since the movies you, came you out. You stole Doug's Thunder it, there, man. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I was just going to say, because in, in Australia, Boxing Day, which is the 26th of December, is a huge cinema day here. So mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of films will be held back to be released on Boxing Day because it, it is a big, a big box office mm-hmm. day here because obviously everybody has a public holiday, Christmas is over. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe not so much nowadays, but certainly 10, 15 years ago, everybody would go to the cinema on Boxing Day. That's what we always did. And for those three years in a row, we got a Lord of the Rings film every Boxing Day. 
and it was a huge event. Like, you know, that you'd pre-book your tickets and you'd be lining up because this was in the days before um, allocated seating and you'd get there early. And that, that was what I, like, every year for those three years, I was more looking forward to Lord of the Rings than I was Christmas. <laughs> the Lord of the Rings was my, that was my Christmas present. That was Christmas Day to me was Boxing Day. So I get that, that you have that memory then that something that came out at Christmas and obviously then they tried to do that again with the Hobbit movies to, you know, lesser, le- a lesser extent. We don't have to run and talk about that. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> but I get that. When you have that memory that, that something connects to Christmas in a movie sense, but maybe not so much the movie itself, then, yeah, maybe you could call that a Christmas movie as well. Mm. Hmm. Interesting. Um, Lucy, any sort of thoughts? What to you is... It's either anti-Christmas Christmas movie or, you know, uh, what you think counts as a Christmas film. Yeah, so I do have one and I'm going to like throw a spanner in the works and bring a horror film to the equation because that's what I always do. <laughs> so, sorry. Um, so it's actually a 1974 mm. film called Black Christmas. Oh, yeah, I've heard of um, that. And it, it's really iconic and it actually apparently, like don't quote me on this, but apparently it did inspire John Carpenter to create Halloween which is sick, Ooh. right? Because it, it, it's a Canadian psychological slasher film, which sounds contradictory because he's... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's really like dark and it's like a home invasion, like at a Christmas party. And it is that anti-Christmas, you know? It's very much, a, you know, Christmas is meant to be full of cheer and happiness, but no, we're just going to go around stabbing people. <laughs> and I feel like it's, I love this film because it's just... A classic 70s slasher film. You know, it's nothing special, but it's just, it's iconic. And I feel I would recommend that to you guys based on that. Um, that's definitely an anti-Christmas film because there's no joy here at all. So. <laughs> <laughs> at all. <laughs> Hello? 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 Hey, quiet! It's him again, the Mona! his act. Could that be one person? No, Claire, that's the Mormon Tabernacle Choir doing their annual obscene phone call. Oh, there's actually a, another Christmas horror film I want to bring up, uh, which is called The Children, which is a, a British Christmas horror film that came out in 2008. And it's set at Christmas. Uh, it's about two families who sort of gather for Christmas and mm-hmm. they bring along their children uh, who all start acting strangely uh, and then um, you know, it's not just that the children are hyper they're, or they're actually uh, t- being turned into like maniacs uh, and want to kill their families and I think that's actually kind of what happens at Christmas. You reach a point where you're just like... You just want to kill, you just want to kill each other, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it kind of goes like The Shining. You're all sort of like cramped in together and you start going a bit crazy. And why why can't horror films, you know, be 
be as mm. as good mm. as loved as it's a wonderful life um maybe not. <laughs> which is which i would consider to be like a horror film like jeez louise yeah I, i'm not a big quite quite horrible yeah. that film in a lot of ways isn't it <laughs> it's super yeah. depressing very, to be very honest true, actually yeah very very true. yeah yeah. I, it's it's not one I'm not a big fan of It's a Wonderful Life just to throw that out there yeah um, I'm not either I don't I don't quote unquote consider it a classic like to me I, I know just because it's in black and white and it's set way back when and we all have to call it a classic um, but sometimes just films don't age well for me and, and you know to call it like the quintessential Christmas movie like some do I'm like I don't buy that I, I you know I I, I don't find it entertaining, and that goes to one of my qualities about Christmas movies or films that I've seen at Christmas, um, is that I want to be entertained, I want to kind of escape, I want to have some fun, uh, and that's why we mentioned Die Hard, that movie's so much fun, as opposed to like It's a Wonderful Life, which is just like, you know, how wonderful really was this life, to be honest with you. Um, but I, I got a question for you guys, like, do you, you know, Doug was mentioning, you know, the, the day after christmas you know you guys go to the cinema do any of you guys go on actually christmas day and go to the movies because that's something i do every year i go at christmas night no no yeah they're open yeah oh my god no wow yeah like i need to um, do that actually i would love that (laughs) we actually take the family um oh no leave the family at home it's it's just my parents (laughs) or or my my in-law like one year this is really weird, but I might as well put it out there. One year, we went and saw The Hateful Eight in the 70-millimeter kind of road show, like, roadcase experience. And oh, yeah. if anyone's seen The Hateful Eight and you know at the part where it gets really weird with Samuel L. Jackson in a monologue uh, and, and dealing with Bruce Dern, it's not really one you want to sit next to your in-laws with and talk about. <laughs> Especially when there's a 15-minute intermission and they're looking right. at you like, what the hell did you just bring me into? <laughs> um, but I remember one year we went and saw Django Unchained um, on Christmas night, and that was a fun experience. Um, and uh, we saw the King's Speech. We usually try to see a movie every year. We're trying to figure out what we're going to actually see this year um, because the week before we're already seeing Mary Poppins Returns. So I think we're gonna. I think we're shooting for Spider Man the you know the Spider Verse or whatever the new yeah. Spider Man movie is gonna be called. But yeah, that's something that me and my wife do a lot, which is we we go see a movie after all the craziness is done, um, after all the gift wrapping and the food and stuff, and we just kind of try to go in and, and have a little fun, not just necessarily watching something at home, but going to the actual theater. So do you guys don't do that at all. I'm not- I know that that's such a lovely idea. I don't even think any cinemas around me would be open during that. Honestly, no, like it's yeah. just not really a thing here. No, it's just something that I think we do, and I think that that's the other thing about Christmas and films is creating your own traditions. Mm. Um, there's like yeah. this isn't a Christmas related, but every year the day of the Oscars, like two two and a half hours before, I watch Casablanca every year, and so um right like right before the telecast and so during christmas i usually try to watch a musical or two and i think musicals are perfect mm-hmm. not necessarily like musicals set at christmas like the the thing about mary poppins coming mm-hmm. out this year is that's a film i watch at christmas time and that's yeah, not necessarily too. christmas to me and uh or like sound of music or or um any rogers and hammerstein to be honest with you um it it you know, or singing in the rain is another film that I watch a lot at Christmas time 
because mm-hmm. it brings so much joy and pleasure to uh, my holiday experience. And then, you know, and then you can throw in like, you know, the Grinch or you can throw in Elf or, you know, various other Frost Snowman, Rudolph. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think I, I've seen that with, with Mary Poppins Returns with the advertising is they are referring to it as a hol- like a, hol- a holiday film or the perfect film for this season, even though it has nothing to do with Christmas, clearly. But I think Disney are obviously – there's two, it's twofold because, one, it's coming out for award season, and mm-hmm. two, it's coming out for holiday season. So they get that double whammy of we get the, the Oscar buzz and we get the holiday crowd because – it's probably the one film this year, this season, that's perfect for the whole family. I was thinking uh, about films that get shown on TV every sort of around Christmas period. Um, and in the UK, it all, there's, when someone says a oh, Christmas movie on TV, I automatically think of The Great Escape. Um, yeah. Ooh. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> it just, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, it gets shown all the time here. Is there any truly awful Christmas films that we've had to, you know, watch for reviewing? I mean, has anyone got like a really bad one? Because I've watched one which was so great, but I wouldn't say it was bad. What's that? What would that be? Um, the man who invented Christmas. I watched it oh, last oh. year. Oh, okay. Huh. And yeah, that's... it. It was. Bad. It was. It wasn't great, but I don't think it's as bad as people make it out to be. In like, it kind of ha- was cheesy, but it kind of had its. Uh, it's basically the Christmas Carol, but with Ch- you know having actual Charles Dickens in it. But the reason I liked it <laughs> because it had Dan Stevens in from Legion, um, so, and he's great. He's great in it, but. I mean, there's Christopher Plummer in it as well. So, you know, the, there's some... And Jonathan Price is in it. So there's, like, oh, okay. some good actors in there. It's there's just some really, good British talent in this. It's just really cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just wondering, if, I mean, is there any really bad uh, films that we've had to watch? Oh, yeah. I, I watched Christmas with the Cranks. Oh, oh God. God! I'm so sorry. Yeah, everybody remember that? One? <laughs> yeah. Um, because my yeah, that... I was on it at, at wherever I was. I don't even remember where I was at. And I remember watching it. There's a part in it towards the end where like Tim Allen has his jacket on, then it's off, then it's on, oh, then it's off, then it's a different color. Yeah. And that's oh, how. That's just like my minor complaint about the film, to be honest with you. It's like based off like a John Grisham novel, which oh, is wow. really weird too that I found out. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll say the one that's really bad too that came out when I was a kid and I resaw it again recently. That movie is just bad as hell. Is Jack Frost no! with Michael Keaton? Oh, I love Jack Frost. <laughs> that movie I love is film. scary as hell. No. And like I don't know how they made that for kids. Like no. I think I was like I was a real young kid. And I'm like. And now knowing who Michael Keaton is as Batman and everything, man, that is a real low point for someone's career. Thank God he's had a resurgence over the last, you know, a four or five film years. about uh, a you know a, a father's soul being put back into a snowman because why not? <laughs> any any other bad Christmas films? That you know, uh, Jack the Halls. That was with the uh, oh, oh god. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the we one with the fairy it. lights or something where they decorate yes, the houses? Oh no 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 that that's that's oh that's Winter's Tale. 
No, no, oh my god. god. That's that a is, bad that's one. Holy, that is probably this generation's holy grail of a bad Christmas. A bad Christmas no, movie, but oh, that would probably be film. Collateral Beauty. <laughs> oh my god. Oh god. I, you know what? I saw that movie in it. I saw that movie in theaters, and I literally walked out like halfway through it. And that's that is probably even worse than After Earth for Will Smith. I'm <laughs> dead. It is. Oh. Love, time, death. Now these three abstractions connect every single human being on Earth. Everything that we covet, everything that we fear not having, everything that we ultimately end up buying is because at the end of the day, we long for love, we wish we had more time, and we fear death. Love, time, death. Do you know what, actually? Mm. You're mentioning Will Smith. This is going to sound strange, but I always think the film I Am Legend is a Christmas movie because I yeah. watched it over Christmas. And I think uh, that... I don't really fancy like traumatizing myself at Christmas, but okay. <laughs> it's, it's it's a much it's it, it's just it's not collateral beauty, thank Christ. It, so. it has got a sort of Christmassy spirit to it. I mean, I'm pretty sure like the start of the film begins at Christmas or something like that. Like when I say the start, like the end of the world happens at Christmas, yes. which is kind of just like that makes how sense. It yeah. does make uh, it's so sad. It is sad. It is sad. <laughs> it's too and sad. It's what we all need at Christmas is a sort of a film well, to watch to to cry to try and get well, I'm not I'm not over the dog scene, like even all these oh. years later I'm like, Don't do it no. <laughs> Who is the best Santa Claus out there? I, in, I in, 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 in apart from the real Santa Claus. Uh, I, I don't want to ruin that. ruin people children listening. Uh, Santa is is real, uh, but yeah, who is the best best Santa best movie? Uh, Santa? Tim Allen. I I, I before <sighs> I I still like his his comedic uh, timing. I love how how kind of dry and a bit dull, dry and droll he can be. Maybe Paul Giamatti for Fred Claus, if anyone. <laughs> uh, I would say it? Billy Bob. Billy Bob Thornton wins. Oh, oh yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> oh, what do you want? Well, come on. What do you want? A snot rag? Right, another fucking mongoloid. Marcus, get this kid off me before he pisses on me. All right. Fuck with my beard. It's not real. No shit. Well, it was real, but you see, I got sick and all the hair fell out, so I had to wear this fucking thing. How'd you get sick? I loved a woman who wasn't clean. Mrs. Santa? No, it was her sister. Who's the Santa Claus and Elf, guys? Because uh, I, I love that Santa. Like, that Santa to me, he's, like, kind of sassy. It's kind of mean a little bit. You know, like, you know, when Buddy sneaks up on him in the park... And he's like, you gotta trust, you know, like people in this park that get really nuts or whatever. You know what I mean? Oh, Ed. Is that Ed, Ed, Ed Asner? Oh, Ed Asner. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, yeah, I was like, yeah, Jesus. Um, yeah, Ed Asner. I would probably say, because man, I just for some reason, Elf is one of those movies that I watch a lot around the holiday season, mm-hmm. uh, just because I love how ridiculous Will Ferrell is. Oh, but his so scenes great. with Santa, and just like. Just for a let alone, no one is that excited to see Santa more than Buddy the Elf. Oh, 
And so you have to have a pretty good Santa in order to see him. And so, yeah, I would say that one. Um, okay. So any any other good Santas that we want to give a shout out to? I would say Richard Attenborough in Miracle on 34th, the remake oh, of Miracle yeah, yeah. on 34th. Yeah, I think he was, definitely. that was, that was perfect casting. He was just fantastic so as Santa. Very, yeah, yeah, yeah. very Santa-like, like the perfect Santa look and yeah. the you demeanor. Have, and, it's about yeah. the beard, isn't it, really? The beard, yeah, yeah. Where can we find you, Ryan? And not, uh, not in a really... I always say this when we have guests on, and I feel like it's like a really creepy question to ask. I think somebody just knocked on my door. She said, "No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, it's Santa. Don't worry. Where are you? Yeah, that's part of that. Uh, it's a part of the elf. Um, anyway, um, no, I I'm on Twitter at Ryan McQuaid seventy seven. Uh, you can listen to me uh, on the Incession Film Podcast Network. Uh, I host. Uh, I co-host uh, Extra Film. That's when we do a bunch of the independent films uh, that the guys can't cover on the main show. And then I also do the Oscar podcast uh, for uh, In Session Film. It's called Chasing the Gold. Uh, we just did some bonus content for our Patreon listeners, and I think uh, we released it uh, for everybody to listen to now where we were talking about Golden Globe predictions. Mm-hmm. We even at that, at night, uh, that night we had a host. Now we don't have a host anymore, which is good. <laughs> Um, and, um, so that's fun, uh, to go back in time and listen to that. Uh, but then other than that, um, you can also find me on the film inquiry podcast network. I do, I co-host the, uh, film, uh, filmography podcast. And we recently, uh, talked about widows and please, the love of God, go see widows. <laughs> yes. And Lucy, where can we find you? You can find me on my website at lucygoestohollywood.com or you can follow me at lgthblog pretty much on every platform. So Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, that's where I am. Not, not Tumblr, come, though. Come find me. <laughs> not Tumblr, no. no. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> Doug, 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 where can we find you? Yes. Uh, this holiday season, you can probably find me on the streets of Sydney yelling at people to go and see Widows. Uh, <laughs> other than that, you can find me on Twitter. It's Doug Jam, and obviously by writing for Filmonomy and writing for my own website, The Jam Report, which is thejamreport.com. Oh, wonderful. And Jonathan, where can we find you? Yes, you can find me at MrBrown underscore 23, and you can find me at uh, filmonomy.com well thanks everyone for joining me on this special Christmas podcast and um, we've we solved it Die Hard is a Christmas movie Merry Christmas one and all memories you've shared gone for good you feared they're all around you still though they've disappeared nothing's really left Or lost without a trace Nothing's gone forever 